the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and uh, we're going to do our thing. And I think the first thing we have to jump to, you're looking at the dates. Yep. Uh, So the uh, ACA closed its open enrollment on January 15th, three days ago. Mm -hmm. So they're going to give us the final numbers. And we've been talking about this for a year, predictions, analysis, why. Hit us up with the final numbers, yeah, Larry. Dr. Mark, you're not going to believe it. You know, first the projection was about $14 million, right. And then he said, well, it may go to $16 million. Well, CMS announced a record 20 million individuals have enrolled in the ACA marketplace for right. the 2024 enrollment period, effective January 15th. Right. And it's always an interesting conversation for us yeah. because historically and, yeah. and currently, we're not this big Go 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 ACA right. That's I mean that's right. not not been yep. not been our our motto, yep. uh, and so as we see it grow, I think we've commented yep. that that doesn't necessarily mean success, right? So now well, we do let's know, talk about yeah, some of that exactly like the yep. why. So the big yep. the biggest the number <clears throat> one state that signed up the number the biggest number, you Florida. Get, you guessed it, Florida. Three point two million members. Yep. for ACA in Florida. But now let me mention too that twenty million. 16 million were returning uh, members. Oh, it's Over 4 million new ACO live, ACA lives joined the rolls for 2024. Okay, so it's 4, 4 million bump. 4 okay. million bump. Right. And 16 was a stretch last year. We yeah. didn't think. No, we didn't think. 16 didn't was think a surprise. Yeah. But, you know, when you talk about Florida, Dr. Mark, I think when you look at Florida, it being the, by the way, we're 800,000 lives Higher than number two, which is Texas. Right. So you got your you got your uh, big three: Florida, Texas, yep. California. Right. And those are the top three. Yep. But yep. we're we are twice the number, nearly oh, yeah. twice, no more than twice the number about uh, of California. Of California. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is interesting. <clears throat> but yeah, we you had some thoughts about those those Florida I members. Did. You know, Florida, we have a heavy service industry. Yes. And these people are paid minimum wage, if not a dollar or two higher than minimum wage. Yep. Yep. So they qualify. For the ACA. And yep. in reality, <clears throat> even though their employer may offer a health plan, yes. the ACA with a subsidy sure. could be either free or very cheap. Well, well, yep. the, it, the the employer's paying full price. That's right. The employer's not right. getting any any yeah. kickbacks. And the and employees so, paying their portion. Right. And yep. a lot of times they have to trim down how good the offering is. Yep. So even if they get the price match, yep. they don't have the amount of services, the deductible that people want. So, yeah, in the service industry, and as you said, yep. we're a heavily service industry heavily folks. Heavily service industry. And so you are going to be able to report a lower income, and that's going to give yep. you, yep. you know, the, so, and what percentage out of that, out of that 20 million, what percentage are getting supplements? 
Eighty percent. That's what I figured. Four out of five. Yep. Now, let me ask you this. If we just added four million more to the roles of the ACA and four out of five of those are getting a subsidy, probably to the tune of seventy five percent of their premium or greater. Sure. And then you've got you got twenty million in ACA. Mm-hmm. Medicaid for twenty twenty four is estimated a little over eighty three million people with right, Medicaid and, right. and, and uh, children's health insurance program. And then you got Medicare at 66 million. Dr. Mark, we are better than a half a single payer tax system in this country. Oh yeah. Oh no, we are. We absolutely are. Those numbers are staggering. Right. I mean, you're talking adding just in Florida, yeah. you know, a couple of what, $22 million <laughs> Yeah. yeah, by by adding well, that's actually, right. by by adding the four million. So that's not Florida yeah. nationally. I mean, you're you're looking at you know tens of millions in yeah. subsidies. Yeah, and well, if you figure three point two million in Florida with a health plan cost of about seven thousand dollars a year for these people, and we're we're funding four out of five yes. at seventy five to eighty percent of that premium. Correct. Correct. Yeah, no, that's, that's millions of dollars. Yeah, and so when we talk about the again the the cost of healthcare. Now, this is one yep. of the numbers we're looking yep. at. We're looking at the cost of insurance. That's right. And and that money goes somewhere. It doesn't just yep. magically yep. disappear. It goes to the insurance companies. And then the insurance companies spend on care with a margin of about a 15% yep. Yep. profit. Yep. So the only way to make more profit is to charge more money or have more policies, right? Right. So that continues to, to yep. span out yep. and... If the feds are going to continue to give free money to the insurance companies, I mean, how how is that not that's that's no well, different to your point yeah. as it's another government control. Well, let's talk about know. free money yeah. to the insurance companies because yeah. that's exactly where I was going, Doctor Mark. Okay. When you think about the ACA program, even if the government and meaning us as taxpayers uh-huh. are paying these premiums for these people, they've still got an eight thousand dollar deductible. Oh yeah. Therefore. Many times they're not even going to use their health insurance because they can't afford it. Right. So now you got care not being delivered, health plans getting paid enormous premiums, and nothing's getting it's paid out. Free money. Yeah. No is. claims. No. No question. No question. Yeah. And a lot of those on the ACA are not high deductible plans. That they're they're right. a lot of them are zero deductible. But to your point, yep. if people aren't paying for something, they're less likely to use That's it. That's right. I mean, even that's if right. they're even if they're paying five bucks a month, that's they're right. more likely to yep. use it than yep. if they're not, if they get yep. paying nothing. And so it is. It is a a great risk for the insurance yep. companies to take. Yeah. In fact, if you make forty thousand dollars a year and you're on an ACA plan, mm-hmm. chances are your premium is around twenty five dollars a month. Yep. Now, what's your premium for health care, Doctor Mark? Even as an employer sponsored program, probably. Ten times that? No, no. I, yeah. So as a state-sponsored yeah. program, it's low. Yeah. But, but when yeah. I was doing it on my own, yeah. you know, I was paying for the family. Yeah. Uh, twelve hundred a month. Yeah, twelve hundred a month yeah. versus twenty-five dollars. Yeah. 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 For an individual. Yeah. yeah. And so we we do discuss that you know we want to make healthcare more available, and this is definitely. I mean, it's a method. It's definitely a method. But where the money is spent. Is and the sustainability yeah, of the program, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Mark. That's really the issue. Well, and that's what we've talked about year after yeah, year. Yeah. And and when these subsidies were going to, they're supposed to disappear, and they did not. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. It's going to be. I, I guess when we start hearing about the State of the Union on you know governmental health care costs, somebody's going to 
wave a flag on this, yep. and it depends on who's in the White House they as are. to what as to what actually happens. They are. No, you know, we're we're in for we're in for a lot of change. There's no yeah. there's no question. And and I think you know as the you know the debt actually hit thirty four trillion dollars, Doctor Mark. Yep. Who would have ever thought that? I, you know, no. The most I don't am- even know what that means. The that's most so amazing <laughs> thing is it wasn't that long ago that it was zero. That's right. I mean that that's because right. you can you can talk to folks that uh, you know I can talk to my eighteen year old about the debt. Yep. And his in his mind, <clears> it's like well you know it's an unimaginable number. You can't wrap yep. your hands around yep. that, that hair on that number. And well, it must've, you know, we're, yeah. we've been around for, you know, over 200 years, of right. course, you know, right. but like, no, it was, it was zero. Just, you know, just a, a, a number of presidents ago. Yeah. A couple of three presidents yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- pro- we're probably yeah. not for it now. But, but yeah. while we're talking about dollars and, and taxpayers money, another very disturbing thing came to my mind this week. Mm-hmm. The Biden administration, and we don't really get into politics a lot, but this is something our people need to know. Okay. The Biden administration, because they could not get through gun law uh, money through the Congress, they approved Medicaid to be paid for gun violence. Hmm. And there is seven states that have already started using that, obviously, including California. New York, Michigan, Colorado. Guess what those states are? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. they're the blue states. So, yeah. so, so, and also you're, you're Illinois. Saying, so you're saying that if someone no. was in a gun related incident, whether yeah. they have no insurance, yeah. they would be covered by Medicaid. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Medicaid dollars are they're addressing the nation's gun problem by using Medicaid funds for community based programs aimed at reducing shootings. Yeah, but I just want to be clear because yeah. if you have Medicaid yeah. and you're shot, you're of course going yeah, to get you're covered. You're covered. Yeah. You know, it, but this it, is but strictly saying counseling that, programs that if people aren't even on Medicaid, they're using them for gun violence programs. They're using the money. Using the money. Not 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 to treat. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Had me totally yeah. confused there. Okay. It's community-based programs to Got address it. gun violence. Okay, and they're using that yeah. Okay, I understood. And, and, you know, Dr. Mark, we we try not to get too opinionated on this show, but in my opinion, that's just the way that Biden got around working with Congress in an executive order to to go ahead and expand Medicaid dollars, more taxpayers' dollars in the states that he chooses. Yeah, that is that's an interesting angle. That's an interesting (laughs) angle to kind of kind of pull that off because, you know, it's hard to argue like if it was if you wanted to say, okay, we're going to use Medicaid dollars to increase our mental health awareness yeah yep. nobody nobody gets fired up but it is uh that that is a, a way a workaround yeah and let me give you another one you know associates such as kyle fisher who is head of the health alliance for violence intervention which is a big national program that addresses all these school shootings he emphasized that these initiatives that would be paid for by medicaid provide concrete solutions outside the divisive debates around the Second Amendment of handle, marrying a gun. By the way, there are 400 million guns in America. 400 million guns. 400 million. More, more than one per person. Wow. And so when I looked through this program, Dr. Mark, I didn't find a single specific example about how this money is going to be used. No. Not one. And and that's money that's coming both from the state and from the federal and side. our taxpayers' dollars. Yeah, right. Yep. Interesting. Yep. That one upsets me dramatically. Well, I mean, if it had a plan, yeah. I mean, it's not because you could you can certainly say that gun violence is is costly oh, to the no healthcare question. system no and question. and and society. 
So if, but you, you need to have a plan, not a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. You can just use that money uh, for whatever you want. Exactly. The average gun shot victim in America, they estimate that the long-term cost is over a million dollars. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's got to be a huge variable of how you. It got how, it. How yeah, depending that, on yeah. whether you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, what kind of you know, what kind of situation significant or not? But, but I, I just thought all these Medicaid, Medicare, ACA dollars they should be separate. They're all yeah, supported right. by taxpayers, right? And we're talking over half the country of 340 million. Oh yeah. Um, Oh no! Well, residents over, today. No, well yeah. over half the country. Yeah, yeah. because just at yeah. Medicaid and Medicare, we were looking at 50, uh, half the country. Half we? the country, yeah. right? Now you 53%. add twenty million. Yeah, fifty-three percent. Now you add, uh, add another, yeah. another twenty yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're yeah we're well into the fifties there, and 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 yeah. to you know, and we only counter that because we have this argument about people yeah. talking about socialized medicine, yeah. and uh, you know, if you're yeah. in this game, we've been in socialized medicine. For decades, for a long time, yeah. So, right. so you know, if you right. if you got to go by the yeah. the, the majority, yeah. so yeah. I think that's another very. You and I aren't the only one to figure this out. Oh no. Okay. No. So, so that's where you're going to see that socialist movement quietly yeah. moving forward, yeah. as opposed to yeah. you know the the politicians screaming yeah. it. This right. is this is a way to get there without anybody noticing. Yeah, I just you know they call the AC Obamacare, yeah. and you know the the Republicans have tried to defeat this for a very long time. Sure, but they've never come up with a solution. No, no, and so that's why it's still there. Exactly. No, we have we haven't. Yeah. No, no one no one yeah. has has shown any that's success right. on either that's side. Right. That's right. All right. When we come back, we're going to pick up yeah. some uh, new conversations. We are. You know, we we kind of themed our year twenty twenty four with this show is get healthy. Right. We're going to talk about some of the prevention things when we come back, Dr. Mark. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and I wanted to swing something about it. We didn't fit in in the first segment. I had right. a question for you. Mm-hmm. So I know that Medicare enrollment, that, that sundown, uh, open enrollment sundown December in December. 7th for right. an effective date, January 1 for 2024. So I saw just yesterday on the television uh, that I barely ever watched, but I saw a commercial mm-hmm. for Medicare Advantage, and yep. it was an unbranded commercial, but it had one phone number. Yep, and it was saying, yep. "If you don't have this, uh, just give us a call." Yep, and so I wanted yep. to ask you about that. Yeah, that, that's basically the big national Medicare broker that you can funnel almost any plan through. But what they're really saying is between January one and January thirty first, you can change one time if you're not happy with your selection. So that, that's number that's one. Right. And I remember we yep. have spoken about that. Yep. And mm-hmm. what I didn't put together is that you could change all the way from just straight Medicare yep. to getting an advantage plan. Yep. I didn't. Yep. I was thinking you yep. would you could change into another plan. Yep. But but that's that's yep. pretty interesting. You can you can go back to straight Medicare or you can change to another Medicare Advantage plan up until January 31st, which is really just next week. Right. No, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. not much time. And, and those that's kind of, so that explains it. And mm-hmm. the other thing that was new is when we closed out 
2023, we had said there were no five-star plans, right. and but there is one five-star plan now. There's one in Florida, and uh, we're not going to mention it on the air, but there is one. But also, even if you're not a five-star plan, the special needs programs, like if you're a diabetic uh-huh. and if you've got other issues, if you move into a new area, if you age in, you know, Medicare Advantage is still going to continue to court these people all year long. And that's why you're going to continue to see these ads. And they're going to allow them to join. Yes. And yes. I guess the the reason this is kind of all of a sudden as we talk, a lot of things become more clear. Sure. Is that Medicare Advantage mm-hmm. is not run by the government. So it doesn't have to. Private it has insurance. Its own, it's, yep. it's got its own rules. Yep. So they can have their enrollment whenever they want because they're going to get paid by the feds. For the days that yeah. they're covering yeah. someone who's on a Medicare plan. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that, nothing bad about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of takes a little bit of the the stress off uh, of having to jump in. And as we say, you know, people time into yeah. Medicare yeah. at different times in the year. It's on yeah. their birthday. And, and well, not only that, there are certain things that's called life events. Right. And if you have a certain life events, in other words, if you are Medicare age, but you may still be on your employer health plan. Right. And you maybe decide to retire. Well, now it's time to join Medicare Advantage or straight Medicare. And yep. at that point in time, you can move into another plan. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I can't guarantee that I'm going to remember this a year from now or, not, or 11 months from now when we start talking <laughs> yeah. about Medicare again. But we'll, we'll have to swing back well, but around. But see, you're a young guy, Dr. Mark. You don't have to worry don't about to Medicare worry about for that. a while. Not, <laughs> you know, it's sooner than you, sooner than you yeah. think, I'm sure. I had, I had a doctor tell me the other day, and he's kind of in his mid-50s, and he said, you know, Larry, the way this Medicare program, he says, when I turn 65, 66, 67, I hope there's still a Medicare plan. <laughs> you said you listened to our last show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we talked That's exactly right. about right. that, right? That's right. So, all right. Well, great. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We'll get away yep. from that. I just wanted to okay. circle in that, that strange advertisement that I yep. saw, but now you explained well, that really well. Well, that's good. And, yep. you know, we, we've kind of deemed 2024 as get healthy. Yep. You know, we spent a lot of time healthier? on that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get healthy. Know your numbers. Get a get an annual wellness visit, assign yourself to a PCP, and continue to monitor your health and do the things you need to do to stay out of an acute care chronic situation. Perfect. Perfect. You know? Okay. So one thing that has really come to mind, and I don't know if you've seen it lately, but all over the news this past week and last week, the American Cancer Society has issued some pretty significant information. And I think our listeners need to know what this is. Let's hear it. First of all, Many cancers are on the rise in the U.S., even though overall death rates in cancer have fallen dramatically, Dr. Mark. Yep. I, and, and I don't want to interrupt you, but I did mm-hmm. see a no. piece this morning uh, and about the, the, that, that yeah. the, increases, there were, the increases were only in people under 50 years of age. That, well, you're talking about uh, colorectal cancer. Well, that, that's what yep. accounts for that. But yep. the, but the yep. increases in yep. cancers across the board, yep. according to this this report, right. was that it was only people under 50 that there there wasn't a significant increase that's still there. It's more that's common right. in people over 50. That's right. But there wasn't that's a significant right. increase. Yeah. Well, you know, it goes right back to the U.S. is getting better at treating cancer. But it's detecting better at treating cancer. We're falling behind at preventing it. Right. Right. And that's where I want to talk about, you know, 42 percent of cancer is preventable, Dr. Mark. And that's based on the American Cancer Society numbers, not my numbers. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that that one of the reasons that number in the 50 and younger age group has gone up is we are getting better at detection. Yes. Right. So yes. we're detecting things earlier. Well, screenings so that's are a good getting thing. better. But yep. you would ex- you would say that 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 would be a really good number 
if the cancers in that older group also came down. Yeah. Be, but I yep. guess it's going to yep. be a, it's a sort of a running model if, exactly. if you pick it up sooner. Yep. Well, it's estimated that in 2024, there will be 2 million people diagnosed with a new cancer. Okay. And uh, that's pretty average. But screenings for prostate cancer, mm-hmm. cervical, colorectal, and breast cancer are lowering death rates, Dr. Mark. Yeah, I mean, without got, a doubt, and and they follow that data and they make adjustments yep. to it every every two to five years yep. on what the mandates are for when you need those screenings. Yes, uh, and yes. I think we've gotten a lot better about that. The technologies have not changed a great yep. deal, yep. but the, the what group we need to be focusing on has, yep. and and it's identifying these cancers early. Of course, of obviously, course. you know, colorectal is now the number one can- cancer killer and diagnosis in men, and it's number two in women. Right. And that thing you were talking about earlier, age, mm-hmm. now they're saying ages between 20 and 50. Yeah. People are being diagnosed with colorectal right. cancer right. much earlier than they ever were. That used to be called an old person's disease. Well, I tell yeah. you, it's and now what we have recognized uh, very clearly is another piece we don't talk about much, but know your family history. So your, your family hit medical yep. history will be a hugely important predictor of what yep. you might get, you yep. might have to deal with. And so you use that family history to guide you to towards maybe an earlier detection model, and you, you have to take that into consideration. Now, just because your mom or your dad had X, Y, yep. or Z doesn't yep. mean you're going to have it, right. but percentage-wise, you're at a higher risk than the next yes. person, Yes, and that may be genetics. It may be because you kind of grew up, grew up in the same household, your lifestyle is yep. the same, yep. your food's the same. Mm-hmm. So if you, you ask, that question is asked every time you go That's to right. any clinic, right. any visit, yep. is you family know, history. But yep. so many people don't know what their parents had right um they may know what they passed away from but if their right. parents aren't right. aren't active and, or don't talk about it i mean e- yep. even my yep. highly educated parents didn't share everything it wasn't until yeah. i got out of med school that i started going started asking i started questions. asking questions about <laughs> yeah. hey didn't you have something and that was it was what it was yeah. like oh okay well that's really good to know yeah. good to know yeah. i'm gonna write that down yeah. well you know there the american cancer society actually this week identified six things that you can do to lower your cancer risk. All right, let's hear and it. And I thought this is good. Yeah. Obviously, number one is exercise. 20 minutes a day. That's what they're saying. Got it. Exercise Got it. 20 minutes a day. Maintain a healthy weight. Know your BMI. Remember? Yes. Right back mm-hmm. to our numbers. Right, right. That's one of them. Know your BMI. The third one is, and well, you want to talk about the BMI for a minute? Well, I mean, you, you were following that number because it's a good, and it doesn't, it's not perfect, right? Um, but it's a number. It basically looks at the ratio of your height to your weight. Yep. And it gives you a, 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 a two-digit number, and that number is going to classify you yep. as being underweight, normal weight, yep. overweight, yep. obese. And that body mass index, which yes. is BMI, BMI, certainly identifies where you are on the scale. Right. And so, yep. so you can use that for a couple things. One, if you have a goal. If you're trying to gain weight, trying to lose weight, whatever you're trying to do, yep. you can follow your BMI, and that may be you know a, a number that that is is a little bit more comfortable than following right. how many how many pounds you are, right? Right. Right. Um, but but still, you still need to use the same scale, or it's going to exactly. gonna throw off. And if you've got something to follow, you know that's great. Now yep. there are that number is used to see if you qualify for certain therapies, right. and so that's very important. Yep. 
but it also has caused a lot of issues with discussions, especially you know when in in kids where a child is measured child and, obesity and, and well yeah. child obesity yeah. is a problem yeah. but yeah. the problem i'm discussing is like when when someone comes up and, and they look at a number and they don't look at the child and they say well you know your child's bmi shows that they're obese well okay. being obese with the bmi doesn't actually mean you need to do anything okay okay so okay. so so or being, i'm sorry being yeah. overweight yeah being no, overweight and so once they so the you can be overweight you can be obese you can be super obese yeah i mean there's all these yep. different classifications yeah, there are but that's yep. it's very stigmatizing yep. when you say to a parent who may be well quite obese but you say hey your kid is yep. overweight well right. that overweight doesn't mean it's necessarily actionable but people may walk out of the office and you're not going to see them again that's right so you have to be the the, the caretakers have to be very careful and mindful about well, what are our goals here now are we looking yep. at someone yep. who is just overweight but they're also showing signs of type 2 diabetes yep. Yep. okay now now that number is yeah. you it, and it dr important. dovek be hanging around too much yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> it's all those instagram posts that's right but uh but yeah it's it's you know that's that's the piece that communication is extremely important yep. and it really turns yep. people off to the bmi because yep. they're introduced to it they're classified and they're like that's not me yep. and then i'll oh, screw that i'm not going to follow that number exactly well yeah. you know overweight and over in the obesity numbers in america not only just adults but children are just completely out of control no, it is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Been, it is. Yeah. So, I, and I you think- can see it when you see families. If you're in a mall or at mm-hmm. Disney or walking around, yep, or restaurants, you can see it all the time. Yep. Well, how the how the parents are is how the kids are. Well, it is because it's it's yep. your your environment. It's it's yep. the food that you have access to, and I mean that's that's absolutely what, yep. what's going on. Yeah. Well, let me get through a call. Eat a healthy diet, meaning less animal fat and less processed foods. Now, my question to you, Dr. Mark, is how do you not eat processed foods? Well, I mean, you know, anything that comes in a box. Uh, so you eat fresh foods, right? Yeah, and uh, That's right. And there, there are a lot of food services now. They're not cheap. I get it. Mo- the, the vast majority of these yep. things in America mean you're going to spend more money, and that's, that's right. a problem. That's right. And that stratifies the population as to who's going to have more diet-related yep. problems. It's, it's, a, it's a price balance. Yep. Now, yep. you can have plenty of money and eat really terribly oh that's right no doubt about it that's right but i know a lot of people in that bucket (laughs) but it can be financially challenging if i wrote up the diet for one of my you know children that i see in the office and said this is what you need to eat it's not affordable right uh and and in many countries it's cheaper to eat healthy in the united states it is way cheaper to eat poorly. You got way, that right. Way, way, way cheaper. And we're, convenient. We're not going to bring up Taco Bell yep. again. No. 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 Yeah. I haven't been there in a year. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> they so, do have them in the malls, though, Dr. Mark. Uh, in the food know, courts. I, you know, I don't know the last time I was in a mall, but okay. <laughs> okay, they're there. Yeah, you know, before, I know we're running out of time on this segment, but minimizing alcohol, obviously stop smoking. Less than smoking, 13% yeah. of America now smoke. Wow. And it just disgusts me every time I see somebody smoking. <laughs> it, well, it's always amazes me when I see not just a – I mean, you see the teens that are experimenting and doing dumb yeah. things, but to see someone in their 20s That's right. that, that has just or started 30s smoking. Or 40s. Well, yeah. but, I mean, but I mean, come on. I mean, if you start in your 20s, it's, it's hard to stop when you're 40. That's right. That's but right. you're That's like, right. why would you That's ever right. start? And, you know, back to early screening, we talked about it earlier – Colorectal, yes. cervical, mammogram, what uh, kind of prostate? What, you know, we're you seeing more and more prostate now. Yep. Among they're they're almost talking like when you turn seventy, you're going to have prostate problems. Yeah, well, yeah, yep. that not necessarily has to be the case. Exactly, exactly. 
Well, great, Larry. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on from that. Okay. And uh, that, was, that was a good discussion. We kind yep. of started from the ACA and finished yep. on how yep. to be a little healthier. That's that, right. That's what we want everybody Get to Get healthy 2024, Dr. Mark. Definitely. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I got Larry Jones right across from me, and we are going to talk. I'm, I'm like kind of pumped up because this is a this is a topic that we come back to a lot. Yes. Okay. We're going to start off with a little history in Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. So in Asheville, North Carolina, for many decades, there was a big hospital system, big hospital called Mission. Mission Hospital. And so Mission is a non nonprofit, yep. nonprofit or not for profit, one of the one yeah. or the other. I think it's and, nonprofit, and they yep. actually had an approved monopoly in North Carolina because they offered you know, health care for a, a wide area and there was no competition, mm-hmm. but the the North Carolina legislature would give them a pass because they it was for the greater good of the area. Right. And I knew that hospital, it's a great hospital and, and they were doing great things. Mm-hmm. And then I read in the paper some years ago that Hospital Corporations of America HCA bought them. W- yep. was going to buy them. Yep. That's right. And I said to you, how can HCA buy a nonprofit that's operating yep. under the auspices yep. of a government that's saying yep. you can be a monopoly. Cause the first thing mm. the government's going to do is say, you can buy it, well, but it, you can't be a monopoly yeah. anymore. Well, and it so, takes the burden of the taxpayers away for that hospital when HCA buys it. Well, it, it does, yeah. except it yeah. was a successful hospital, right? which is right. why HCA, HCA bought it yeah. now, yeah. but it's a successful hospital as a nonprofit that doesn't pay taxes. Whereas ACA has to pay taxes on its profits. Largest health system in the country. So when that deal went down, I can only imagine the number of attorneys and the number of reams of paper because there were a lot of qualifying elements to the deal. And I remember one of the qualifying elements was there were things that HCA was not allowed to change. And one of the, one of the, Things that came up, and we talked about this some months ago, that it made the news that they HCA was being accused of not holding up on their oncology care. Okay, because I believe, okay. and I could be a lawyer, I believe they dismissed some some okay. physicians, and it changed yep. the, the 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 scope, and okay. so they were being accused of that. Yep. So then I see something else. Now there's a lot more there, serious now there's than a, that. There's yeah. something else that's up there that, that yeah. you're going to read the details yeah. on that mm-hmm. I would have thought was related to that, but it's not. It's, it's not. yet yeah. another issue. So yeah. go, ahead, go ahead and take it well, away it there. it started with an article by the Asheville Watchdog, as you indicated, yes. mm-hmm. started at the state level. Yep. But CMS, December 19th, uh, issued a letter to the HCA Mission Hospital from the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services that led to what they call an immediate jeopardy warning. Immediate jeopardy warning. That immediate, sounds, unless and, you're actually on Jeopardy, the yeah. show, that sounds really bad. <laughs> well, evidently an immediate, and I've never heard that term before. No, either have I. But immediate jeopardy warning is the CMS's most serious citation for a hospital, Dr. Mark. Yeah, really, really, okay. The most serious citation for a hospital. But basically what they're saying is that 
the hospital failed to provide a safe environment for patients presenting to the emergency department by failing to accept patients on arrival, resulting in lack of or delays with triage, assessments, monitoring, and implementation of orders, including labs and telemetry. Wow. Well, that's a big one. It is, that is a, that's quite an indictment. That's a big deal. That's, that's a quite big an deal. indictment. What was their response? Well, they are immediately addressing it. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that they can actually cut off Medicare funding to this hospital, which I'm sure represents a significant piece of their income if they don't resolve this within, I think, six months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just been a headache. And, you know, we we, we have relationships with HCA, and I'm not HCA bashing we we work with hca here in florida yeah, and i've never do. i've never had a conversation uh with the national team about this and it, i'm really curious i mean has this been just the wrong experience for hca i mean i don't know i mean and, I, I, there's no you, way for me to know that well you you know you mentioned something earlier that i thought was kind of important mm-hmm. prior to hca buying this hospital you said it was a very high quality functioning hospital did hca make some changes that actually implemented this based on money Based on the bottom line, I, I mean that's the I mean that's an accusation. We can't, it is. We can't, but but, but it's yeah, just an assumption. Yeah, yeah it, it, yeah, it, yeah. Because yeah. you assume HCA did not buy that hospital to lose money. That's right. They have. That's right. They they are as th- any other publicly, private equity pu- entity. Well, no, no, right. other private equity. They're publicly traded. No, I understand, right? but so money, yeah, you know, so, corporate money, right? So they so they they have to they have a uh, you know a board they have to mm-hmm. report to, and they have stockholders that don't want to see their stock goes down go down or dividends if they're paid. So that's not why they yeah. buy something. Yeah. And and I certainly don't fault them for that yeah. business model. Right. But was this just a bad, bad well, decision? I don't well, know. these incidents actually happened that caused this in August and October of 2023 and in April and July of 2022. Hmm. So HCA says that we are addressing these issues. We have taken those results seriously, and there are no excuses for our patients to receive anything other than exceptional care. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, well, I mean, that's what yeah. their PR department's yeah, got to say, that's right? That's exactly and, right. And, and their legal department's, you know, working working really hard, yeah. so. But, you know, yeah. for our listeners, Dr. Markin, I really appreciate the background you gave because I didn't have that background on mission. Right. I knew who mission was, but I didn't have the background. Right, right. And I think in 2019 is when HCA came in and bought them. 2019 sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right. That yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, but but I think what our listeners need to know is, even though these hospitals are big and many of them monopolies in certain areas, mm-hmm. watchdog organizations, including CMS and HHS, still have their eye on these hospitals. They do, and, and I don't, they're I, monitoring our and, patients. And I don't know. We've never really talked about Asheville itself, but yeah. there there's some there's some really influential people in Asheville. It's a, a name you might recognize. Mm-hmm. The uh, Vanderbilts. Uh, I think I've heard of them. <laughs> so, uh, so one side of that family yeah. is a little uh, is, further is over. Very... It's called Vanderbilt University. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's right. Well, uh, that's that's a, actually a different. I mean, the different relation, state. different, yeah. different, yeah. different relation yeah. there. Yeah. But, but like the Biltmore State. Yep. Um. Uh. The 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 uh, company uh that actually runs that the brothers. Um. So it's it's the if I get this right, it was one of the Vanderbilts' daughters who married into the Biltmores, okay. and so then. So then, their the the families have really yep. developed that area, and they had right. they had a vested interest in mission. Uh, I know that one of their CFOs was on the board 
and really, you know, a, a, a group that's very interested in that community and taking care of the members of that community. So I haven't been there in a bit, but I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of those boardrooms and hear, yeah. hear what they think about all this. I would expect some heads have rolled at Mission Health Plans. Well, and, I mean, Mission Hospital. Oh, and the other thing yeah. that's happened is, you know, um, Advent Health has a hospital right outside of uh, Asheville. Okay. And it, it, it was sort of the redheaded stepchild to Mission because, okay. you know, it was hard to compete. Well, they've expanded with plans for center cares and hospitals in that area because they can now. Right. And uh, so we'll 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 probably be getting some information since since Advent Health is, is centered here in Orlando. Actually, they're they're in Altamont by uh, by registration of their uh, right. address, but it's certainly an Orlando oh, yeah, they entity. Half of Maitland. Yeah. And so so we might we might learn a little bit about that. But it's interesting. It's, it's a really interesting yeah. thing. I think the level of healthcare delivery historically in that area has been excellent. And I think, you know, anything that, that, that screws that up is, is of concern and exactly. needs to be fixed. Yeah. And again, it goes right back to, if you remember on some of our earlier um, shows, we talked about how the scrutiny of private equity, corporate money plays into health care. And in 2024, the DOJ, right. the OIG is going to be looking into this a lot closer. It does. And you, yeah. and it does sort of argue the idea that, when you have a hospital, having a nonprofit status kind of fits. Yeah. But as we've seen with nonprofit organizations, some of them certainly have millions, if not billions of dollars in the mm-hmm. bank. And you kind of wonder, well, how, how does that work, right? How, right. Where's that money going? Is that worse than, than something that we can see on Wall Street and be yeah. able to focus on and see what the numbers are doing. Right. So it is, it's a, it's not an easy conversation no, no matter where you are. Not at all. And, uh, but, but an interesting one, I think yeah. the original model of faith-based and nonprofit hospitals just made sense because they were in the caring industry. That's right. And I think we've, we've sort of lost sight of that because there was no way. Don't get me was, started, there, yeah, Dr. There, Mark. That's right. There was no <laughs> way to hide the potential profits in any of those institutions because healthcare can be the wild west. Yep. Absolutely. You know, coming into 2024, there are some huge healthcare battles set to erupt, Dr. Mark. Tell me about it. And there are three in particular, but before we get into those three battles, we, we need to characterize that competition and intense disputes are still going to play out in the public with healthcare. Sure. I'm no just question like, about it. Just like this, just yeah. like what we're discussing. And just like what yeah, we're just talking like Asheville. about. Sure. But num- the number one thing among the three things that these, this has been identified, and by the way, this was identified by Forbes, which mm-hmm. is a pretty reliable uh, yep. organization, a nation divided over abortion rights, Dr. Mark. Oh, yeah. No, it's I, huge. That's, I mean, that's been, I mean, it's on every ballot yep. in every state. It's on, yep. it's yep. on the minds of, of every politician that's yep. running. And, you know, it was, it, it yep. was always kind of a crazy conversation yep. in, in my house because it, I think the early thoughts were, you know, why does the government get involved in some things? Yep. And well, yeah, that, you know, that's Roe v. Be... Wade was a decision in 1973 by the Supreme Court, and as everyone knows, in 2022, the Dobbs case overturned that in the Supreme Court and it sent it back to the states, and that's where all the chaos has started. Well, it did. Yeah. What it what yeah. it did is it opened the door for chaos. That's right. So That's right. so Roe v. Wade was an interesting case, and I actually talked to my my students about this because if you're going to have a discussion, you should know a little something about what you're talking about. That's and right. and I would I'd ask in a group, tell me who Roe was, exactly, and tell me who Wade yeah. was. That's right. And nobody knew. 
<clears throat> right. Nobody knows that answer. And I'm not going to put you on the spot, yep. but 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 it's it's important to know the history and understand that that what the Supreme Court did was really unleash the ability for 50 decisions. That's right. And and before it was sort of this overall. I mean, I get their argument because yeah. there are all these brilliant attorneys yeah. and they can make everything well, sound it was good. A federal decision earlier. Now it's not right there. They're, and they're yeah. the. And what the Supreme Court did this time is saying, you know, this should have never been a federal decision. Yeah, yeah. but that's right. But but right. you know, that was one hundred percent. But you know the spin, placement. and you know the spin 100%. in the media. Yeah, and and it's just uh, it is. It's been it, yeah. it's been crazy. That, I'm I'm not yeah. surprised that's number one. Yeah, and again, the the whole reason is the minute the Dobbs case, uh, you know, threw out Roe v. Wade, all the naysayers said, oh, they're going to take away all our abortion rights, and they did. And they did. Well, in amaz- many states. Not amazingly, yep. Yep. under the careful planning of watchful eyes, there were many states that already had passage set awaiting this decision. I mean, yep. for decades. Yep. And so, right. so like right after Roe v. Wade, yep. well, they, they passed laws that are still on the books and just changed them to in the event right. that right. this is overturned, right. Right. this would yep. automatically happen. And that yep. that put people into some some terrible spaces, yep. and we saw a lot of news on yep. that, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue to see a lot of news on that. Yep. Um, I can tell you that the state elections, if you if you sort of track the different state elections, mm-hmm. it is either on the ballot or a big talking point. Yep. And we've yep. seen a lot of states that were that were you know red, red states that that followed followed right. along with right. the difficult right. being. No longer red states in their state exactly. legislature. That's right. And so this was all motivated yeah. by somebody running on the campaign yeah. that listen, I'll fix this. Yeah. And so it's it's you got to be yeah. you got to be careful what you're wishing yeah. for. And again, we're not advocating either way on this. No, show, no, no. Obviously. It's just an observation. But in Florida, although, although it is a healthcare, yeah, issue. it is a healthcare issue. And I want to ask you one personal question too about your practice. But uh, you know the the law in Florida now under DeSantis says that they're trying. I don't know if they've passed or not, but six weeks. You yeah. can't have an abortion, and women are screaming. Sometimes I don't even know whether I'm pregnant in the six weeks or not. Exactly. No, that's yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that's kind of an yeah. issue. But, yeah. you know, when you were a pediatric surgeon, I mean, you still are, but uh, when you were practicing, uh-huh. did the abortion issue come up with any of your patients every now and then, Dr. Mark? Did you ever have to deal with that? No, not really. Uh, okay. Well, not, not, not at all. Um, okay. But but there, there were dealings with um, certain sterility procedures okay. that, that okay. We, we would do because for cancer okay and and some of the hospitals would come up and say oh well wait you need to you can't do that i got you, you can't do that so yeah. kind of interesting okay. but, when we come back dr mark we're going to continue talking about some of the healthcare battles set for 2024 we got two more we'll be right back you're listening to healthcare now the truth about u.s healthcare we're going to a break and when we come back we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with dr mark and larry Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. 
Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. And we were we were going to go over the top three healthcare battles set to erupt in 2024. We talked yep. about the first one. Yep. So I'll let you go ahead and introduce yeah. number two. Well, g- the g- generative AI revolution in medicine. Yep. Artificial intelligence. Yep. Big topic, Dr. Big topic. Mark. And I really wish... They, I mean, you know, when they came up and named this, they thought, man, let's make this really cool. Yeah. Artificial. Yeah. It, it should be augmented intelligence because yeah. people are afraid of this. And the one place I've said this before in the air on the one right. place that this is going to be the most valuable is in healthcare. Yes. Because what, what AI can do is it can learn what by, by incredible repetition of information and yes. holding data yes. that the human brain just can't do. That's right. It can learn things and predict trends. Yep. And what people are afraid of is it can be totally wrong. And it well, focuses the doctor into the areas that they need to spend the most well, time yeah, they, on, right? in, Like in radiology, they, that, radiology. That, that's an idea. Yeah. But, but yeah. They, they, it'll come up with a differential diagnosis, say, and okay. – but a physician or a, a nurse practitioner or a PA can look at that list and cross off things. And, well, that one is ridiculous. Oh, I didn't think of that one. That could be yeah. a good one. You know, so people are completely they look at this like, oh, well, I'm going to walk into the hospital and AI is going to scan me. And the next thing you know is some robot's going to be taking out an organ. That's, and right. that's not really the plan, guys. <laughs> no, not really the plan. No. But but it is, it is I, I understand the concerns in other areas because. It, the idea that AI could somehow, if if AI is linked to an action, like in the military, the military mm-hmm. is the best example. Yeah. Yeah. So in the military, you know, AI works so quickly, it can help control jets or bombs yeah. or missiles. Or, it, it can do things faster than people can, yeah. right? Yeah. So the concern is if AI started to become a little more, I don't want to use the, the self-aware, yep. that it could do something, and and if there wasn't a fail-safe that a human right. could step in, something could happen. So yeah. so that's the concern. In medicine, we're not looking at anything like that. Right. We're looking at data analysis, image analysis. We're looking at feeding in symptoms and coming out with differential diagnosis yep. based on reams of literature. Yeah. And, and, you know, so that's that's it's really going to be an yeah. interesting thing. Well, you know, it's interesting. G, uh, general AI doesn't just spit out information. That's kind of where you're going. It provides medical insights for physicians based on extensive up-to-date research. Absolutely. And yep. it suggests that AI can already diagnose and recommend treatments with remarkable accuracy and empathy surpassing even human physicians yeah the empathy stuff is bs but because because okay. ai can't be i a, agree they, with that empathy, yeah, they yeah. can't be empathic yeah. Yeah. it can it can remind someone to be yeah. empathic yeah. but it doesn't have that that ability yeah. and and we could program a voice but we're not talking about that we're not talking yeah. about robotics right what we're right. talking about here is diagnosis assistance and the other place that it's going to be valuable is on the financial side right when we can use ai to track for coding it can right. pick up coding errors yep. uh, in both directions. We're actually looking at a program within our or, or our own organization right now to do that very thing, Doctor Mark. I'm, you know, I think I'm on the board of yeah. some program yeah. like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah so it, in fact, so we're going to be hosting a company not too long from now called Navina, Navina, N-A-V-I-N-A, that does exactly what you just said. Yeah. So these these are things where you know, there's there's good answers to be brought from, but mm-hmm. the reason I would like it to be augmented. 
intelligence is yep. you need to augment this with your caregiver. Right. Not on necessarily on the on the uh, cash side, right. but on the caregiver right. on the care side to say, well, this makes sense, but this does not. So we're just yeah. going to cross that out. And okay. and but interestingly, Larry, if you have an AI system that allows for feedback, and you say, yeah, and and whenever mm-hmm. you do Chat GTP, GPT, I mean, whenever you do GPT's that, GPT is one of them. And, yeah. and so yeah. whenever you do that, it will ask you for corrections. Okay. And the reason it's okay. doing that is so the next time. It's better, yeah. Right, yeah. So, so if it, let's say, for instance, you put in a set of symptoms, and it comes up with you know some some infectious disease that's only seen in this Saharan African mm-hmm. area, and you're like, oh well, if I'd have put in that I was in Orlando, Florida, there was no travel history, that right. wouldn't have been there. It would have changed. So people yeah. blame AI for that. Yeah. Well, it's not AI's fault. It's garbage in or garbage out. Yeah. If you don't give it the right information. It comes up with the wrong answer, and that's exactly why physicians are quite perplexed sometimes about patients self-diagnosing with Doctor Google. Yeah, right. Because that's exactly uh, where it 100%. is. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know yeah. that's and Google yeah. is and Google Search yeah. and Bing yeah. are AI products. Yeah. How many times did you have patients, parents come in and tell you, "Well, here's what's wrong with my my child." Oh, we had we had Doctor <laughs> we had Doctor Google consults all the time, and some yeah. of them, and you know what, some of them were spot on, <clears throat> but those were people who did a good job. In ignoring the oh my god, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, oh more, yeah, more the Doctor Google the approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in 2024, I think the reason this is number two, Doctor Mark, is doctors continue to take advantage of AI and administrative benefits. Obviously, billing, coding, like you mentioned, but it's going to become even more enhanced with diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely, and it already yeah. is. It's yeah. already there. It already there. It, it's yeah. already there. So. Yeah. So it's going to be a good thing. Um, I think, radi- like I say, radiology is going to be a, a quick benefit. I think that uh, triage is going to be nice. You're going to be able to yep. step into an urgent care center or emergency room and, and type in why you're there. Yep. And it's going to be able to identify yep. things that, that need faster activity. Right. You know? But but it will always be supervised by the people. There's it's just the way it's going to have to be. So what do you think the big third battle is, Doctor Mark? Well, I think it's something that we talk about all the time, right? <laughs> That's right. It's it's the war, the tug of war over healthcare pricing. Yes, and you know what? Who who charges what for the Another same thing? Another big bucket. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean, everybody's the mantra has been the reason you're paying more at the hospital is because their overhead's higher. That's right. Well. Let's really drill down and see what does that really, really mean, Larry? Because their overhead's higher because they're bigger. They're bigger because they have more clients. They have more climate, so they have more money. And so the it it should it should a family of four is paying twenty two hundred dollars a month premium on average for their health care program. Right, and that doesn't account their out of pocket, their maximum uh, co insurance, things like that. Sure, sure. So, yeah. so you're you're looking at why does it have to be that big a number? It's because the insurance companies are, you know, after their fifteen percent profit, they're using that money to pay down things that you can probably do in a much more effective yeah. and and yeah. less costly way. Yeah. But who's going to get in on that? Well, game? and you know, uh, obviously, healthcare is not going to get cheaper in twenty twenty four. Nope. And it it is also very unaffordable to many people. But Doctor Mark, we tell our listeners all the time. Get an annual wellness visit. It costs you nothing. Right. Know your numbers. So, so long as you have insurance. That's right. As long as you have insurance, know know your numbers and deal with the 
opportunities to manage any chronic illnesses in the most cost-effective and the best outcome way that you can during the year. Right, and this this all makes sense. This is not just like some uh, faith-based, we're going to feel good and and give give, – This this is – the healthcare plans have to offer – this as a free service, That's right. they have to pay the provider for it, so the providers give it. And the reason is, at the at the flip side of that, if you do that, you're going to save the system money. Because if there's something to be addressed, you're going to address it sooner, and you're going to have more, more proactive yeah. care than reactive care. And reactive care is way more expensive. When you get into the game late, you've got... A lot less a lot chance of, of success, up. exactly, and a lot, a lot of cash involved yep. in that. So, so when we say it's free, understand yep. that your care provider is getting paid for this, exactly, and it's free for a reason. It's free because it saves money, even though that yep. that's free, it's going to save money. You know, I saw an article not too long ago in California where all the things uh, Governor Newsom they actually proposed last year, maybe a, maybe late twenty. 21 that the healthcare workers in California that they have a minimum hourly wage of $25 so they could afford their healthcare program the healthcare workers yeah healthcare workers and of course governor newsom stopped he vetoed it. that he he vetoed it yeah. yeah i thought that was interesting but when you look at the dollars for instance let's just take the largest healthcare group in the country united healthcare group Okay, Doctor Mark, their profits last year, which ended what eighteen days ago? Yep, twenty-two billion dollars. Right, their profits, their profits, their profits. And the reason it's so high is they have companies that aren't insurance companies. Yep, they have yep. PBMs, they have hospital groups, yep. and they're allowed to take. They're not limited to that fifteen percent right. profit margin. Right. right, that's right. So, but yeah. The, They've got that $22 billion, yet United's insurance product went up yep. the same 12 to 15% yep. from last year as yep. everybody else did. Do you realize that's $2 billion every 30 days almost? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a, that's that's a check net, you want to open net, up in the mail. Net. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. insane. Yeah, no, it is. It yeah. is. It's a tremendous number. And then you take uh, obesity, and we're going to talk about that. Weight loss drugs alone, if you're on a weight loss program, it's going to cost you $1,000 a month. $12,000 a year. Yeah. The, 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 and if yeah. people are fighting those kind of things, chances are they're not working full time and they're having even more financial issues. Oh, right. Well, they can't pay yeah. that out of pocket. Exactly. No, the only exactly. people paying that out of pocket are, are the ultra wealthy or the, the celebrities yeah. that are trying to lose weight with exactly. those same drugs. And it's nothing to them. Right. Yeah. No, that is, that is, that's going to be an ongoing battle. And it's, I mean, that's, we talk about this on the show almost every week. Yep. That when you look at the real price let's say, uh, gouging uh, that, that occurs, it's in pharma. Yep. Uh, when you look at the real profits that occur, yep. it's in those big organizations yep. like, like the insurance companies yep. Yep. and, again, pharma. And it's got to be balanced out. I yep. mean, it, re- it really yep. does. And I don't I – don't, uh, none, none of my answers fit <laughs> our, cur- current, uh, our current governmental yep. model, yep. but for – it's whoever's got the big lobby they well, can get you know, away with. Even it. these ACOs that claim they're saving dollars, mm-hmm. providing better outcomes, all that shared savings dollars going back into the hands of the corporate. Yes, for sure. Billions. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, well, we when and all of our all of our programs that are saving, we're we're splitting those profits. Yep. 
And at some point, somebody's yeah. got to start going, well, why are we splitting them? Yeah. And well, if, well, if, see, we're, was... if we're at risk and and we as an organization are saving money for the system, yeah. why can't we give that back yeah. to the providers? And see, Dr. Mark, that was exactly my issue when we talked about gun control and using Medicaid dollars. Medicaid dollars are earmarked for health care programs and patient care, not for gun violence. Well, That's just Larry's opinion. That, that is, that is. But but yeah. I can see yeah. the stretch because I can see be, the, because the the stretch too. Gun, gun safety and gun laws and all these yep. things do affect. It, it clearly yep. affects yep. the other side, right. right? So so I would I would say if the programs were good, effective, proven programs, mm-hmm. I can get behind that. But it's the lack of. A plan. Uh, lack of a yeah, plan. A plan. Yeah, like you could yeah. you could have. I mean, I'm sure you could have a car wash party and, and call oh, of it. Of course. And have somebody come in and say yeah. you need to be safer with guns. Exactly. And that would qualify. Yeah. Four hundred million yeah. guns in America, Doctor Mark. That's more than one gun for every citizen, yeah, man, woman, count, and count child the in America. Count the babies. Yep. 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 You know, healthcare last year hit four point five trillion. Right. It's expected to go up between seven and eight percent in 2024. We'll see what happens, Doctor Mark. Stay tuned. See See you next next week. week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com